Welcome, welcome everybody back to another episode of Sports by the Bay. I'm your host, Nico Schwegler, and here we talk about all things Bay Area sports. We got the San Francisco Giants, San Francisco 49ers, the Golden State Warriors, and we also talk about football here, aka soccer, but the rest of the world we call it football, and all of the big news that is surrounding European football right now. We'll get into that a little bit later, otherwise my time limit my time limit for recording this will be absolutely shot because I could talk about this for six hours straight. But we'll get started briefly right here with the San Francisco Giants. They have a game today against the Philadelphia Phillies, kickstarting a three-game series in Philadelphia. They're actually playing right now, I'm pretty sure. They started nine minutes ago as of I'm recording this. And hopefully they can pull out a win. The Phillies, a team that on the cusp of being a playoff team, are they good enough to be a playoff team? I'm not sure. Do I think they're better than the Braves? Probably not. Do I think they're better than the Mets? Not really. So it's a series that the Giants could definitely win. It's a series that the Giants should win and definitely want to win if they're trying to keep playoff hopes alive. They are still second place in the division after the Dodgers and the Padres just had their series. The Giants unfortunately losing two out of three games the Marlins last night or yesterday not last night but yesterday they had a great pitching performance from the bullpen and Alex Wood beating the Miami Marlins one nothing but two nights ago in Miami they were down three nothing heading into the seventh inning they put up a five run seventh inning to make it five to three but in the bottom of the ninth the Miami Marlins come back to tie the game at 5-5. They get out of the ninth inning, though, and they're able to go ahead 6-5 in the 10th. Unfortunately, blow it again, lose 7-6 on a Sterling Marte single into left field. Sterling Marte also beat them three nights ago with a three-run shot in the eighth inning in a 1-1 tied ball game. Put the Marlins up 4-1. Closing the door on the Giants. The Giants lose two out of three. Hopefully they can bounce back and get a winning streak happening and try and go back home with a little bit of momentum after this Philly series. We'll see how they do tonight. And we're going to move right along to the Golden State Warriors. Golden State Warriors, nothing much to say. They've been injured. They are still in the playoff hunt, however. They could be in the play-in. It's just where they will fit. Are they in the 10th seed? Will they be the 9th seed? Will they be the 8th seed or will they be the 7th seed? The higher you are, your chances of being in the playoffs are much higher. It will be very interesting seeing how far the man, the myth, the baby-faced assassin Stephen Curry can take this team. Stephen Curry has been in an absolute tear the past 10 games. He has scored 30 points in each of his last 10 games. Yes. Not, not yesterday, two nights ago against the Boston Celtics and arguably the game of the year, he up an incredible 47, as well as hitting 10 threes. No, it was 11 threes. The man was on absolute fire. He was lights out shooting, kept the Warriors in the game. If Draymond Green hits that layup, I guarantee that would be a different story. Would they still lose the game? I'm not sure. They probably would. But... That would have changed the complexion of those final of that final minute. But with the Warriors, hopefully they can sneak into a playoff spot because 
this is a team that I think is built to try to contend now with Steph. Obviously, I think his style of play could last him well into his late 30s, but will he be able to carry a team the way that he is right now in future years? Maybe not, probably not. I think that with Clay's return next year, I think that this team has a lot to prove, a lot to prove on the basis that everyone says that the dynasty is done. Is the dynasty done? Maybe. But this is a team that I think will be hungry, and those three, Clay, Steph, and Draymond, will be looking to prove something, saying that the championships we won weren't a fluke, and we can win without Kevin Durant, and we can win in a league where LeBron doesn't have to carry his whole team when his two other stars are injured. And they're trying to get that 3-1 off their back. They're never going to get that off their back, but they're trying to push that down as far as they can. Let's see how the Warriors fare for the rest of the season. Let's see how far Steph Curry can take this team. The San Francisco 49ers. Not much, not a lot happening with the Niners so far. We're really just waiting for the NFL draft. Ray Lance's pro day was today. He looked... He looked very good at his pro day today. And it will be very interesting seeing how the Niners decide who their quarterback is. A lot of a lot of people on ESPN are a little bit confused. And I'm a little bit confused as well. The whole Niners fan base is very confused. What will happen? We traded we traded our first round pick this year to in our in their next two drafts. We gave up three first round picks. Well, technically two, because it was a pick swap. But we gave up two future firsts. It feels like we're undecided. I think that Shanahan, Lynch, and the rest of the Niners front office and coaching staff will figure it out. And they do have a good like ranking. But it feels like with them going to all these pro days that it was somewhat undecided. And so you'd have to think that with them trading up to three, knowing that the Jaguars pick is certain, the Jets pick is certain, that you trading up to three, giving up all those assets, you have a definitive at least one, two, three when they traded up. Do they have a definitive one, two, three right now? I don't even know. They should in the next two to three days, because now that all the pro days are done, they just have to decide before the draft. What the Niners do at number three could shake things up a lot with how quarterbacks fall, who falls, what teams are going to be trading up for quarterbacks. Do I think that certain people will be trading up for Mac Jones? I don't think any team besides the New England Patriots would trade up high into like the top 10 to draft Mac Jones. I think that that is the case with the San Francisco 49ers. As far as I'm concerned, I think that the favorite right now is probably Justin Fields, but I would not be surprised with Trey Lance. The thing about Trey Lance is what do they do with Jimmy Garoppolo? Because Trey Lance could be a guy that they sit for two years, honestly. But as this team is contending, they want to take a guy that is going to be a project. We all know that they're going to develop this guy for at least half a season or something like that. And Jimmy G is to be the day one starter. They've said that throughout this. And they're asking price for Jimmy as a first-round pick. They're not going to get a first-round pick for Jimmy Garoppolo. Unless it's like a future first-round pick in like 2023. And even then, I'm not sure if someone would take him. Except for maybe the Patriots. But I don't think that's likely. So, 
It'll be very interesting as far as I'm concerned. I personally like Lance the best out of the three guys. I think that he could be like Josh Allen, and we all know how much Kyle Shanahan liked Josh Allen coming out of college. And so it'll be very interesting. But as far as I think it goes right now, the most likely is going to be Justin Fields. The second most likely is Mac Jones. And the third most likely is Trey Lance. I personally have it. My favorites, Trey Lance, Justin Fields, Mac Jones. And I would not be surprised if Mac Jones is the pick either. And But I do think that Mac Jones's hype train has died down a bit. I think everyone was super high on Mac Jones. Everyone was saying, going number three he's going number three it's a lock he's going number he's going top five yada 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 i think that with these past two pro days with dustin fields and trey lance i think that his hype has kind of died down and so it'll be very interesting seeing where the niners stand they take and what they plan to do with the quarterback that they take moving on to the european super league if you are not a soccer fan, let me explain this in the most understandable term. I It would be hard for me to explain as far as a professional sports in North America, because in North America, the way you acquire players is very different than in European football. And there's also the draft, which is something that you don't have in soccer. So the closest thing I can explain it to is college football and how college football, you recruit your players, and so it's kind of like the academy style, where like you, it's like an academy, you grow your players, yada yada yada, until they reach like the first team and really play, and whatnot. So it's as if like, the top teams, so like Alabama, Clemson, Texas A&M, USC, Florida, um, LSU, Ohio State, um, yeah, like the top teams that always make top 10 in leaderboards and rankings and whatnot if they were to just say screw NCAA screw the rest of you guys and we're gonna form our own little conference and league and you can't do anything about it and so that is essentially what is happening in Europe right now there are 12 teams as of right now that have joined this Super League as of right now it is the top six from England, the top three from Spain, and the top three from Italy. The six teams from England are Liverpool, Chelsea, Manchester United, Manchester City, Tottenham Hotspur, and Arsenal FC. And now, the thing about these clubs is that it's not that they're just the best, it's the fact that they're the richest. Three of these teams, Chelsea, Tottenham, and Arsenal all reside in London. You have Manchester City and Manchester United in the city of Manchester, and Liverpool, obviously, in Liverpool. From Spain, you'd have Real Madrid, Atletico Madrid, and Barcelona. The two biggest cities in Spain with the three richest teams from Spain because they're in the biggest markets. markets. AC Milan, Inter Milan and Juventus, three richest teams with the most to gain out of this from Italy. So it's a very, very sad day because this might be the end of football because UEFA and FIFA threatened these owners by saying that 
players, these teams can no longer participate in their domestic league. So the six teams from England, the three teams from Spain, and the three teams from Italy will not be able to participate in their domestic leagues as of right now. There are four teams left in this year's UEFA Champions League, which is Real Madrid, Chelsea, Manchester City, and Paris Saint-Germain. PSG, for short. PSG is expected to be crowned champion because because of this new UEFA Super League, Real Madrid, Chelsea, and Manchester City are essentially going probably going to be kicked out of the Champions League, either avoiding this Champions League as a whole or just crowning PSG as the champion. Now, PSG, Olympique Lyonnais or Lyon, Bayern Munich, and Dortmund. Two biggest teams from Germany and Bayern and Dortmund, and the two biggest teams or and markets in France, PSG and Lyon. They were asked to join this, as well as Porto from the Portuguese League, as they are the biggest team from Portugal. They were all asked to join this league by the other owners, but they declined. And that is why there's immense respect for these teams because they're not willing to just go in for the money. This is all about money. This is not for fans. This is not for anything because there's no way of kicking these teams out. In soccer, we have relegation, which means you have to fight to the very end. You can't be the worst team and get rewarded with the number one overall draft pick like you can in the NFL or the NBA. You don't, that doesn't happen. You end up losing money. You end up losing jobs. You get kicked down a division. It's as if, like, minor league team, let's say. Let's say the minor league and the major league were two different leagues. And if you do well in the minor league of the MLB, you move up to the major league. If you do terrible in the major leagues, you get promoted to the minor league. It's as if that happens. That's what happens in European soccer. And so they're essentially just going to kick that all out. What I was talking about with the domestic, domestic, continental, and international... These 12 teams will not be able to participate in their domestic leagues. They will not be able to participate in their domestic cups and whatnot. They won't be able to participate in European football, in the UEFA Champions League. They won't be able to play in the UEFA Europa League. And FIFA has gone as far as making it so that any player is playing on these teams in the Super League will not be able to represent their country in any form for international tournaments. This includes the FIFA World Cup, the biggest tournament in the world. You have the European Championships. You have Copa America, South America's tournament. You have CONCACAF. You have the Gold Cup, which is North America's tournament. You have the Asia Cup. Like, you have all these different things that happen. And that would mean that players such as Lionel Messi, Cristiano Ronaldo, Sergio Ramos, um, Antoine Griezmann, they would not be able to represent their countries at the World Cup. Two teams, two of the greatest players, two who can are considered the two greatest of all time, Lionel Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo, may not be able to represent their team in the World Cup. This is how big this is. 
So, also, it's all for money. Because now, smaller teams can't get money from other tournaments. Because all this money that's being inflowed will be between these top teams. And so, I don't want to get too in-depth because otherwise it'll just be me rambling and ranting about this. But essentially, all you have to know is that 12 of the biggest teams in European football right now are expected to break away and there will be major consequences financially, economically, just in general for the sport, as well as for smaller clubs and the fan bases of these clubs. All the history that has been written throughout the past centuries will just disappear into thin air because these owners want a little bit extra money. And that will conclude today's episode of Sports by the Bay. I hope you enjoyed, and I'm going to go get something to drink since I need something to drink after that big ramp. Peace.